it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jets tonight, and as I'm telling you, that Minnesota scores to go up 1-0 with 5 minutes and 46 seconds left in the second period. Looks like Felino got the goal, so Minnesota gets the jump on the Jets tonight. Chicago leads Detroit 1-0 with 3 minutes left in the third. Radish with his 15th, and later on tonight, Anaheim at Vancouver. Oilers at Bruins tomorrow on 6.30, Chet. 4 o'clock for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 5.30. The Oilers going after their second straight win. Boston going after their 11th straight win. They've won 10 straight. Of course, they're 49-8-5 on the season. The Oilers practice today at Boston University, and one of the line combinations was Connor McDavid between Zach Hyman and Evander Kane, who we have not seen in a game since February 17th. Head coach Jay Woodcroft was asked, is Kane available for tomorrow? You know what, I haven't uh, followed up with our training staff just yet, but, um, you know, I think all, all signs are pointing in the right direction, but I'll follow up and we'll see tomorrow morning, but uh, it's a good sign. Good to have Kane likely back in. He's been limited to 24 games this season. You know about the wrist injury and now the upper body uh, injury that's kept them out since February 17th. 19 points, nine of them goals in those 24 games this season. Zach Hyman commenting why Kane makes a difference in the lineup. Oh, how many goals did he score for us? <laughs> so you're adding that to the lineup and then um, Such a I think goal. just, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously his presence, you know, physicality and uh, just a you know big strong guy gets on the court check, hits guys, does, does those things that uh, you, know, you need to do later down in the year and in the playoffs to be successful. All right, so, you know, judging by Kane practicing with McDavid and Hyman today, certainly expect him to play tomorrow. Dreisaitl centered Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. Bugstad between McLeod and Fogel. Ryan, Costin, and Yanmark were together with Shore rotating in. We've talked about tough decisions for the coaching staff. You might have to sit out a player who maybe doesn't deserve to come out of the lineup. That could be Evander Shore tomorrow night. Matthias Ekholm about to play his fifth game as a member of the Oilers with these thoughts on facing the Bruins. Great challenge for us. Um, I think we've played some some good hockey here as of late, and uh, especially I can only speak for the games I've been in. I think we've we've shown what what we can do, but we always know that they have probably the best best league or the best team in the league right now. So it's it's huge challenge. But if we can focus on ourselves, trying to limit goals against, we know we're going to have a great chance. So um, that's that's where our focus is at. All right, that is Matthias 
Ekholm so far very good from him since he came over in the trade Luke Gazdick is coming up here in a few minutes on uh, Inside Sports we added him as a regular this season he joins us every couple of weeks so uh, I, I want to get some reflections from him on on playing against the Bruins and he had a couple of memorable moments uh, I want to go back to the 13-14 season. December, uh, actually, we'll start with the, the second fight he had that year in Boston, February 1st, 2014, against Sean Thornton. Thornton goes and finds Luke Gazdick. Gazdick is a heck of a fighter. He throws a wild off-balance hook and goes tumbling down. All right, so we'll get the story behind that one, and we'll also get Luke's story behind this one, December 12th, 2013, at Rexall Place. Here's Lurchies unloading big shots on Gazdick. Gazdick connects with a big right. Lurchies pounding away. Goes body, comes upstairs. Gazdick with a jab. This is high. Lurchies tags him again. Lurchies is starting to rage. Now he tears off the helmet and just casts it aside. Gazdick tries to go uppercut. Oh, and he catches Lurchies with a big right hook. Goes under. Lurchies trades. Stuns Gazdick. Lurchies absorbs a big blow. Now gets into the headlock once the uppercut and the linesmen step in yeah that one went on a little longer than the fight against Thornton Luke's going to recall both of those when we bring you back inside sports on 630 Chet this is inside sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton sports leader 630 Chet also a purveyor of fine, uh, fine canned hams here on Inside Sports. If you're lucky, you might get one delivered to your doorstep. You can check in 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. He joins us every couple of weeks here on Inside Sports. Former Edmonton Oiler, now a broadcaster on Sportsnet. He is presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. It is Luke Gazdick. Luke, how are you doing? Good read. How about yourself? I am doing great. Pleasure to have you on the show. Oilers, Boston tomorrow. Boston pretty much never loses. And the Oilers try to uh, string together another. Okay, I, I love getting the, the perspective of players as visitors going into some of these buildings. So first of all, go, going into, I guess it's the TD Garden now in, in Boston. What's that whole experience like just getting into that building first of all <laughs> cool boston's cool man um my first game there i um my rookie year in edmonton well it starts off do you remember that ramp did you have do you guys have to go up that that ramp that we take with the bus at td that is like I, i've wow. never i've never been in that building Oh, okay. as you it know, is, I, like, I, I'm not traveling, yeah. right? so I've only it, been to the buildings of the drafts. Yeah, it is freaking crazy. It's hard to explain. You take this ramp up on the bus, and it's literally wide enough just for a bus, and we have to reverse. We have to reverse to go down it. It's it's insane. But honestly, I talked about this on Sports Night last night. We were talking about Boston a lot. Um, the hostility in that building is the real deal. Like I, I mean, you walk in and. Their visitor dressing room in the facilities has to be, this isn't a bad thing, but it is one of the worst in the league in terms of like space, like guys are on chairs and it's very, very tightly packed in and you're right behind the bench and like right under the seats. So you can like hear the fans, like basically on top of you, if you left the door open, like you can, 
hear the fans piling in and like when you walk out of the room you're right at the bench which usually there's a bit of a walk for most teams but you're like right there and I just remember like I stepped out on the ice and I was like terrified so it's just a different vibe like all the seats are black and yellow everyone wears like like some sort of apparel there like jerseys or whatever they're they're loud they're everyone's in their seats and like ready to go like during warm-up and then like I'm looking across and it's like they're wearing their blacks and it's like Chara, McQuaid, um, Luch, Aginla, Sean Thornton. And I'm like, holy man, like I am in one here. I was so nervous. I literally this, yeah, I literally went out first shift. I found Sean Thornton and I was like, hey, we got to go. And he's like, right away? And I'm like, yep, yeah, let's go. Let's just do it. Threw the gloves off and I caught, he switched to his left and I caught him with a quick one and he just dropped like right in front of our bench. And I just remember being in the box and like, I could just breathe after that. I was like, all right, okay, you're all right now. Just relax, bud. But it's um, it's one of my favorite places to play. It was one of my favorite places to play. Um, another cool thing about playing there is they do a lot of matinees. So we played at one o'clock and I've talked about this before. I love afternoon games and like midday games. There's just less, I don't want to say less preparation, but less waiting. So for me, a guy that was very nervous before games, less time to sit and think about it. So Boston's a cool, cool place, man, but super hostile environment. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like, and, and I talked about this last week. If you were to ask me what team in the NHL truly has an identity. And I know we throw that word around maybe too much sometimes when talking about pro sports, but to me with Boston, they have an identity. I mean, they're, they're good, but they're, they're going to play, whatever word you want to use, they're going to play rugged. They're going to play nasty if they have to. And I guess that's, that's the attitude of the fans as well, right? Like it's, it's, it's like a team matches the attitude of the fan base, maybe perfectly. I know it's almost like they've kind of embraced that persona. They're kind of the villains, you know, you know what I mean? And uh, their team just top to bottom, you talk about identity, their identity for me is just consistency. Like, you know, 95 percent of the games they play what team is going to come at you you can watch video you can do whatever you want but you know they have four lines that can play against their fourth line can play against any top line in the league uh their defense with bringing in orlov and then you have the best goalie tandem in hockey right like all marks locked up the vesna it's just like they're so consistent every night there's a reason they only lost eight freaking games all year well coached you know i read a great little tweet today it said jim montgomery tries to um you know talk to his players about the mental side make sure everyone's good and he had gone up to a player and said you know hey I, you know i heard something going on like are you okay and he said oh don't worry patrice already talked to me so i think that's so cool that like patrice is that captain that embraces that and you know the listeners know and you know i'm still best friends with taylor hall and every time i talk to him he's just like man this is awesome it's like nowhere i've ever played before yeah well unfortunately uh, we're not going to see him tomorrow but yeah i mean that's that's i mean and, and but brownie and i talked about that last week i mean taylor hall's on their second line i know he didn't play but he's usually basically yeah. on this on the second line he's he's won a heart trophy I know, and I even looked at their like projected roster when him and Felino come back in. They had him on the third line left right. wing. They were just, and then they slotted. And you got to take 
Trent Frederick came out of that lineup to put those two guys in. So they were saying, oh, you know, no sick Felino Frederick. I'm like, man, I would take any of those guys on my team and play them every night. Like they're, they're going to have to bump out like a really good everyday player to fit Halsey back in, which is crazy to think. Yeah. All right. So I, I want us to circle back to that Thornton fight and also another fight you had against the Boston Bruin. So I, I watched the the fight, the, the Thornton fight, and I also watched the other fight that we'll get to in a couple minutes. It, it was a quick one against Thornton. Like the the TV feed, by the time they cut to it, it was it was almost over. So, be, but because you challenged him early in the game, did he say, "Look, that's crap, man. We got to do that again," or was was he fine with it? Like that that was it. Great question. I was going to tell you that the next time he had to go off for repairs. Um, I, I split like the top of his um, lip open in between his nose and his lip. I, I like, you know, I had a big gash there. And so I, he comes out, he's all stitched up and he lines up beside me. And I'm just like, all right, here we go. Round two, like just getting ready for it. And he just goes, heck big boy. I shouldn't switch. Shouldn't have switched to my left. eh?" <laughs> and I just remember laughing. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like just a guy that just, he, he lost the fight and he was just like, heck, you know, like it, that's that's the way it goes you know so maybe he didn't want a round two with me um certainly validating that you know i, I fought one of the toughest guys in, in pro hockey and then did well so he's a funny guy man that, that that was a good experience memory for me all right and that same season this is the 13 14 season and, and i'm sure people know about hockey fights you can watch all the fights see all of luke's fights it was at rexall place you fought luch that was yeah. a longer one Yep. Um, that was re rewatching it, you know, nine years after seeing it live, I was like, Oh man, I'm getting tired. Like, huh? and, and you guys each took a couple of big shots in that one and kept going like straight to the face. And you guys kept going. Oh yeah. I'll walk you through this one. So we had just gone down, I believe three, one, uh, it was two, one, we had gone down three, one and they sent over. Krejci in the middle of Aginla and Lucic with with like Krug and uh, Chara on the point. And I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. And then I get the, not the tap, but Dally, Dallas Eakins goes, you know, Luke, Gaz, your line's going. And I kind of turned around and looked at him and I'm like, okay, he wants some action here. He doesn't want to tell me, but he wants some action. So I lined up against Aginla and I put my stick over top of his and he, moved it over, put his back on top of mine. And we did that like three times. He backs out, he goes, seriously, kid. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just trying to get things going here. He goes, man, go ask Luch, go ask Z, get away from me. I'm like, okay. I got like pictures on this guy of my wall when I was a kid. I'm like, okay. So I just, I told myself, I'm like, I'm just gonna play this shift out and wherever a puck lands, I'm going. And I ended up on Luch and he wouldn't go. I called him, you can see in the video, I called him a couple choice words that he was not happy about. Dropped his gloves before I knew it. I was like, holy, like he was throwing shots. And I remember we were right in front of the bench and he had reached over, grabbed the back of my Bauer helmet and threw it down the ice. And I was just like, oh boy, I am, I'm hooped here. Like, like just relax here. And, and then he came right back with a body shot and I just went, oh, like couldn't breathe. But I just like told myself, I'm like, wait, just wait. I've watched them fight before. This was like a thing that I did really well is I knew a lot about guys that I fought. And I'm like, you know, if I can make it 30, 40 seconds here, I'm going to get a couple shots at the end. And it happened just like that. He kind of, he kind of gave me an opening and I, I did my classic, baited him with an uppercut. 
And then I hit him on the over and the crowd went nuts. And I'm like, you know what? Let's try that again. Uppercut. And I, he's hit, I looked up and his face was straight up and I hit him read as hard as I can punch a human being. Like that was the hardest right hand I could throw. And his face shoots back. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just knocked out Luch. And then he kind of just shakes it off and starts fighting again. I'm like, Oh no, where are the refs? I'm like, Liney, Liney's now. Come on, let's go. Uh, and I just remember skating in the box and like Ference and like, I remember Matty Fraser was like, they were both just like, Holy man, what a scrap. So anyone that hasn't seen that, I go back and watch that every now and then. It's got like, it's, a, million, it's got like a million hits on YouTube. It's freaking crazy. It, it, it's, it's a good one. And, and yeah, you guys were really trading him. Now, did he say anything after or was he actually mad? No, no, we didn't. I, I think it was just, I think when I mean, we ended up losing the game, but, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember anything towards okay. the end of the game. I think it was just two guys that got into a good spirit scrap, both respect for each other. And I remember, honestly, I'm going to pat, pat myself on the back here, but he told Fair after the game, he was like, that was the hardest I've been hitting in a long time, man. Who is that kid? Fair's like, yeah, you got to watch out, big boy. <laughs> so I was, I was a little pumped up after that. I was like, okay, let's take these talents to another, another team we play against here. And I just went on a streak. I just started fighting everybody in the league. That's great, Luke. Hey, stay on the line. Well, I want to talk to you more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. About a couple other things going on here with the uh, with the Oilers. Luke Gazdick checking in tonight as he does every couple of weeks here on Inside Sports. We have more with him. Uh, Kelly Rudy coming up a little bit later. And Alicia Toraville, she's the Director of Football Operations for the Edmonton Elks. We'll meet her on this International Women's Day.